Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. Um, and he's also just a, a a Texas Rangers fan who's beside himself, an LSU Tigers fan who's beside himself. It's been a It's been a tough couple weeks for you there brian but you've got nfl football on the horizon so maybe that'll remove some of the uh pain of lsu losing to florida state and the texas rangers bullpen just not being any good no hey congratulations uh i know uh i got several people out there i know that are florida state fans and the biggest one i think is john mishota who who is with the athletic and matter of fact it was kind of like a presidential election when you get beat you know by the uh the uh, the opponent and you yeah. send them the call or you text and I sent Johnny a text last night with like eight minutes to go in the game and I go congratulations the better team won you know and he said thanks so it was kind of like really quick but yeah really unfortunate for my Tigers and there's a lot of love for that school uh, a lot of love for the program and what they did for me I, it, it hurts me to to see them go out and play as poorly as they did uh, at times they really had no answer for Florida State. I, I'm looking forward to when we get to the draft show uh, coming up, you know, when we start to do that work on the draft to the quality of players there at Florida State. They did a great job with the transfer portal. But congratulations, Florida State. Congratulations to John Mashota. And, yes, it is game week as far yes, as Dallas and, Cowboys uh, go. So and, very exciting about that. Yeah, and congratulations, obviously, to uh, Coach Prime and Colorado with the yeah. big upset over yeah. the weekend. Man, I, yeah. I'm – and and this is we've got plenty of time for the draft show. We're going to do Cowboys, <laughs> but I will say, obviously, Deion Sanders. Be careful, Cowboys Bobby. There's people right now that are mad at us for even taking time away from Man, Cowboy discussion. The the uh, <laughs> Shador Sanders. Yeah, I knew I knew he was a good player, and I know I knew he was a a bigger recruit. Right. But, you know, just talk to some folks. It's like, no, that's that's a that's a guy who like his trajectory could take him to the NFL. He looks that kid doesn't sweat, man. Hmm. He just he stands in there. He's calm. He's I, I'm really excited to watch him and, and see what happens there. Yeah, very poised the way he plays. I, I even tweeted about this, the lateral agility, the ability to move, to keep his eyes down the field as things kind of fall apart around him. You know, Colorado did a great job of, you know, and, and, you know, TCU, much like it was very similar to like watching LSU. You know, they didn't cover well enough. They didn't tackle. There was no pressure. But, you know, the opportunities that uh, that Sanders had, you know, their the receivers, the skill guys, great job. They ran the football, had a great game plan, nice balance. I think they slowed the game down at the end knowing that their defense was in a little bit of trouble. And, you know, you started seeing a little bit more of the runs and stuff. I'd give anything to have a screen pass to go as long as they did. They had a couple of them that looked like they threw into their backs that uh, worked out pretty well. But congratulations to Colorado and and, and congratulations to everybody out there who's uh, – College team or their favorite team won this weekend. It is uh, week one. We'll see what happens in week two. Usually there's some kind of a bounce back. Usually the, you know, hopefully you don't go in 0 oh, and 2, but, uh, you know, Colorado clearly is a team that's got national interest now. And, you know, they've got a big game against Nebraska coming up. But they, but I tell you what, you're right about Sanders. Fun to watch. Really fun to watch. And I'm, I'm sad I missed him playing at Jackson State. You know, I mean, maybe I didn't get to see enough Jackson State games, but, uh, the talent clearly is there. 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, when you talk about national interest and, and talent and big aspirations, uh, it sounds a lot like the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. who, of course, it is week one. They get the New York Giants on Sunday night football to kick off the season. It feels like every other year it's the Cowboys and the Giants on Sunday night football, that that's that's the way uh, the NFL likes to schedule it. That's the approach that we take. Um, you know, we'll do we'll touch on some stuff next segment um, where we just kind of go over three questions that I've got for for Jerry Jones. Uh, oh, you guys have him on Tuesday morning, we've, right? We've, we've got it on 105 through the fan. So there's three questions that I, I'm basically going to ask, you, you know, versions of them that I'm going to ask to Jerry uh, that I want us to kick around here. And so we'll kick around those a little bit next segment. But just kicking things off here as we enter the the 2023 season, Brian, obviously changes with the offensive coaching staff. We got the news this week uh, or at the end of last week that Terrence Steele got his contract done. Um, I, I was very surprised, honestly, that it got done. I thought they were going to let him play out on on the uh, tender, mm-hmm. and I, I thought that was going to be a mistake. He ultimately – I know I went back and listened to when we talked about this. We had said – Right around probably $18 million a year, right around $50 million in guaranteed. What does he get? He gets $17.3 annually and $50 million guaranteed. You can kind of... I'm not going to take any credit for that, Bobby. I'll give you full well, credit because I am terrible with these <laughs> contracts and numbers. As you know, thank God that the cap folks are as talented as they are. Yeah, As complicated as the uh, the negotiations can sometimes be, it does feel like it ultimately settles right around uh, where we thought well, it did. So yeah. uh, your, your thoughts just initially on getting Terrence Steele done, locking him in, and, and how important that is. Because I know there was a lot of discussion that, hey, look, Tyler Smith is the only guy guaranteed to be here on your offensive line through the end of the season. That was some of the talk in the camp. Now you've at least maybe bought an extra year with Zach Martin. You've locked in Terrence Steele. They're, they're starting to get some stability for their offensive line into the future. Well, nothing but credit to Terrence Steele and nothing but credit, too, to Joe Philbin, who's no longer here, that worked with him. And Joe all along talked about how the kid would uh, come in first in, last to go, ask questions, worked extremely hard, had a chance to uh, to visit with some folks over there about him and, and you know, and what he went through with his, his injury, how diligent he was coming in every single day, working very hard. You know, not uh, not allowing anything to get him down. Just stayed super positive throughout. And uh, I'm one of these people, and and I know if you follow me for a long time, I was super critical of this kid, way over critical of this kid as a player. And you know, and there were times where you know I felt like, oh well, he can't do this and can't do that. Well, there's still things that he can't do. It's just that he does a lot more good things than he does bad things. And him and Zach Martin together make a very nice pair on that right side when it comes to running the football. It's very clear when you watch the Cowboys run the ball when he was out of the lineup, it wasn't the same. His ability, his athletic ability, uh, the way he works combo blocks, the way he works the edge, the way he gets out on the crack toss, uh, all those things are factoring into him as a as a really uh, a solid right tackle. There's some things that he gives up a little bit power-wise, but you know you're always going to get fight. You're always going to get the finish, and that's the positive things about him. And and congratulations to him for getting the extension. And congratulations to Adam Pacifica and Todd Williams and those guys, Stephen Jones, that worked the cap. What we're learning about this though is, if you're willing, if you're willing to uh, meet them 
and I'm talking about the cap guys, if you're willing to meet them and not try and reset the market, appears you're getting things done. You know, if you look at the last couple, this 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 is not a deal that reset the market by any means. Diggs deal didn't reset the market. So if you're willing to play in a ball game where you're not going to be the, t- the highest paid guy, there's a good chance you're going to get something done. It's just it's showing up that way. They're they are more than willing to work with you, but as long as you're trying to reset the market, then that give that puts them into a bad spot. But if you're willing to be the fourth or fifth highest paid guy at the position, that's right in their wheelhouse right now. And so maybe we'll see some others get done. But again, good job by the front office getting it done. Good job uh, by. Um, by Steele and his group getting it done and negotiating on their end. I think it's a very fair deal for everybody all around. Yeah, and we talk about the stability of the offensive line moving forward. They've got, you know, Zach Martin locked in, hopefully, for this year and next year. Um, You know, they've got Terrence Steele now on this five-year deal. Um, You know, Tyler Smith is on his rookie deal. They have the fifth-year option on him. So there's some, some stability there that you can build with. Nobody knows about left tackle. I mean, that may be Tyler Smith's job eventually, um, but the the other question here on the interior, Brian, for me is is Tyler Biotish, who made the Pro Bowl last season, um, but was was obviously an alternate. I, I don't know that he had like a, a Pro Bowl season, but he was a good player for them last year. And we haven't heard a lot of conversation about him being involved in some of these contract extensions or trying to lock something up long term. Would Biotish be a guy that you'd be interested in? you know, kicking around an extension, you know, conversation with, or, or do you think, Hey, let's play this out. But ultimately I think I can go find somebody who can do this a little better. Interesting question because I'm hearing whispers and whispers, meaning that this might be a pretty good group of centers in the college draft coming up. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to play this in a way that I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to wait and see with him. Uh, I I know there's a lot of people out there that are saying, "Hey, Brian, if something happens to him, this team is, uh, you know, not in a very good spot." And you know that very well could be true. Very well could be true. But I, I think there's some priorities I have right now. But if if it's a deal that is, he comes. Uh, to the the front office and says, hey, listen, I'm willing to do this number of years for this amount of money right now to get this thing done and cleared up. I'd sure listen. I'd sure listen, but I don't think I'm going out of my way right now to make this happen unless, uh, you know, unless he comes forward with it. Because again, I'm, I'm hearing that, that it's a pretty good group of centers that we might be dealing with. And maybe you could be fortunate to uh, to get that guy like you did, uh, that Travis Frederick, where you know he comes in and just totally solidifies your front with the the way that he's able to play. Yeah, and Biotish, I mean, I don't think anybody would argue he has been a a resounding success as a fourth round pick. Done a nice job, yeah. Um, you know, one of the um, Terrence Steele, obviously an undrafted free agent, but one of the few day three offensive linemen that's really hit for the Cowboys. The Cowboys have always had success drafting offensive linemen, but it's typically been they've used high capital on them. It's not frequently that you hit on guys on day three with offensive line picks. So uh, Biotis, definitely a success story. If nothing gets done and you do want to draft somebody, do you think 
now that Diggs has been locked in and Steele have been locked in, I think those were the most obvious candidates for potential tags. Do you think Biotish could be the, the biggest tag candidate we're talking about here in four or five months heading into the offseason? I'm thinking about that because I'm thinking about who else you're having to deal with. Is, is he the only guy? I mean, I was just trying to – I was hopeful I wasn't going to leave somebody out. That's well, the somebody. big ones we had been talking about were Steele and Diggs. Let me look here because I know the – See, the- I don't want to sit there and say, yeah, he's a tag candidate. And next thing you know, there's like, well, you're not thinking about somebody else on defense or yeah, – you so, know. so you've got you've got Pollard will be a free agent again. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to see if this – Spotrack says it, but I'm not sure that that's right. I guess Tyron Smith is going to be a free agent at the end of this year too. It's just a little difficult with the sure. um, the the void years they have on there to tell that. But your your top candidates would be Tyron Smith, Tony Pollard, uh, Stefan Gilmore, J. Ron Curse. Uh, these would be the the guys that are probably See, in competition along with Biotish. Man, Curse is Curse is so important to what you're he trying is. to do. And so, you know, I'm glad I didn't forget him. I, I was, I just didn't know who all was, but you know, and, and Hey, you know, how much would it be for, you know, for Gilmore too, would be another one too. That's a, you know, that, that tag was that thing, probably 18, $19 million. Is that kind of where we're at right now on the, uh, so this past year, because it's a, it's a little interesting the way it works. So the offensive lineman, even though Biotish is a center, it's averaged out over offensive line. It does not specify yeah. which offensive lineman. So, the number is really big this past year. The franchise tag was eighteen point yeah. two million on offensive line for corner. It's eighteen point one. Oh, so it's, okay. it's about the same figure. And our safety is our safety is not as much either, right? And no, our safety, safety way down. The safety figure would be fourteen million, or, right. or it was this past year. I'm kind of I'm kind of looking at that direction right now. But if but if the corner tag, you know, it, again, depending on how well Gilmore plays or where you feel like you know that uh, that that might help you that's I'm sure there's I'm sure but there's options there's options there I I just kind of feel like I would I think with curse I know how important he is but damn Biotish is too if something happens to him I, I thought with Biotish you know having him having to deal with that ankle injury that he suffered it's in training camp yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a big deal at the end of last year, and it was a big deal during it's, camp. Yeah, it was. It clearly was. So, you kind of got me on the fence on that one, Bobby. And I hate to be on the fence. I don't want to be on the fence about that. Uh, that's that's why we ask these tough. questions. There might be, you know, you might you you got more safeties. I mean, it might be a thing. But do you have a safety that means as much to you as as what uh, as what curse means? Yeah, not just what he and, does on the field, but who he is as a leader and, and I, what he brings to that locker room. And speaking of safeties, I was talking to some folks over in the organization, and I think that we got this from McCarthy, though, earlier. But this morning I was talking with some guys that uh, Donovan Wilson, uh, the plan is to try and get him ready uh, for week one. It was a little bit slow with the calf injury that he was dealing with, and that was putting him behind. But the plan is to have him get ready to practice. So they feel like that he's pretty close. Let's see if he can get there by Sunday. Dan Quinn, when we got a chance to interview Dan Quinn on Sean and RJ on 105 Through the Fan during training camp, he had uh, actually singled out Donovan Wilson as one of the guys that he said, yeah, look, when when we talk to guys about, you know, playing with effort and, and playing with a certain attitude and physicality, the first guy I highlight is number six. That's why I tell people yeah. if you're in the secondary, 
learn from this guy. Like, like if you're in the back seven, you want to learn from this guy and how to play physical football and, and how to, you know, play football our way. And so he definitely is a guy that they think very highly of. You're listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.